This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Saltwater Murramurang people on Nguyen country. We pay our respects to all elders past and present and honour their deep connection with the land, sea and storytelling. Good morning. Good morning. I'm in a great mood. You do look in a great mood. Thank You're in you. white and linen, which means to me you feel vibrant and fresh and ready. I am, and I'm wearing my new singlet from my friend Greer's shop, Camionete. <laughs> Is that a freebie? No, I no, bought it. No, like a free advertising. Oh, that's a shout out. Shout out to communitystore.com.au. Um, no, the reason I'm in a good mood is I just went to the chemist and I have been brandishing my loyalty card to them for nigh on two years, and today I got a free product. What did you get? My nail polish remover. $4.80. He said, you've got $7 credit here. I said, you be beauty. I went to, um, that's fantastic. Thanks. I went to <laughs> renew my license the other day. Oh, yeah. Well, you have no demerit points from the last five years lost. It's half price. Stop it. Yeah. I didn't know that. I neither. And I said, this is so exciting. <laughs> I said, I did not expect excitement when I walked in here this no. morning. But the 20-minute wait well has it. absolutely been That's worth it. That's a few it. hundred dollars, isn't it? It was. I was only going to do the three year. And then oh, I changed to, to five ten. year. Oh, you went to five. No, I didn't do ten. <laughs> Don't do ten it's because I much. did ten and my photo is hideous and it makes me sad every time I look at it. But it should make you happy because you were in a younger time. That must be a new thing because when I renewed mine, I've I'm never heard sure of it. I never have you've probably had a demerit. Lost, you've probably lost a demerit. No, I wouldn't know if I had a demerit. You prob- I'm just thinking you probably have. Okay, so hello listeners. What are we talking about today? Well, I'd like to change societal's view on mental health. Great. And I thought, let's start here. Let's go to the biggest influencer I know, okay. Leonie Marsh, oh, and get her it. to interview me on what I think society needs. So what do you think we need to do? I mean, it's massive, isn't it? it Mental is massive. health is massive. We've definitely come a long way. If you look at Beyond Blue and uh, even the Black Dog Institute, which researches mental health in Australia, they've been up and running for about 20 years. Mm. So we definitely have come a long way. And even probably in the last decade, it's not odd for someone to say they're struggling nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But I still think we are quite reactive in the way that we treat mental health and not proactive. So I feel like it's only once people have the problem or only once people are actually committing suicide that we are looking at the rates and going, oh, there's a problem. Mm. I think it needs to come way before that. Do you think too we're talking to a certain age group, like our age group? Because I, I feel like, and this is very anecdotal, the younger generations coming through are way more savvy with meds, seeing a counsellor, speaking to someone, sort of high school age, they seem way more aware of what's going on. Whereas our, we didn't really grow up with that. We're in the 30 to 40 age group. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just. I But I do think it's a whole society movement. Yeah, yeah. So yes, obviously it starts with education and definitely of the children in schools. Yeah. However, they need also their parents to understand what they're learning and they need their community to understand what they're learning. And even the grandparents and older mm. people have the same mental health issues that we all have. So regardless that they might not have learnt the same things we have about it, they're still going to struggle with it. 
Yes. So I think it's a whole societal change shift. Yeah. Yes. And there's no point the children learning when none of their parents understand or their oh, grandparents. No. So totally. I think it's it's everyone as one. Which is difficult so, to do, obviously. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of people. <laughs> we are. Across the world, globally. I think it can start with the children, but I don't think it can just be um, pinpointed to one specific no, age. But we're going to be talking basically to our peers. Like, you, listener, are probably someone we know. So are Slash we gonna... blood relation. <laughs> Slash blood related, and we've paid you to listen to this. So that's all I mean. Maybe our chatting is going to be more tailored to our age group. I think it'll probably make more sense just because we are of that. Yes. We can only speak to what you know. And that's precisely the point. You cannot preach what you don't know. Mm. There are a few things that are immediate helps that people have probably heard about and are aware about, but do they actually use these tools that are given to us that are free already? Mm. So I have a lot of people... um, that come up and say, oh, I'm having trouble with my teenage daughter or I'm a bit worried about my friend or a friend might say, I'm struggling with something at the moment. And there still seems to be this sort of freeze of the person connected to the person who's having the issue. It's like people still aren't certain what to do to help people. So I believe it's not solely up to the person facing the issue. I think it's a far more... um, shift from everyone to think it's our job to look after each other it's our job to help one another and the people that are struggling are struggling so they're not the ones that should be seeking the help i guess or guiding what they need next. someone needs to support them through it who has a clear mind and obviously with mental health your mind is not clear and that's half the issue yeah so um so for that exact example say i've got a teenage daughter who's come to me and said or you've just noticed, often they won't come and say, right. I'm struggling. So you'll say, my daughter's off. What, what do I do? Yeah. Where do I go? So we've all heard of Beyond Blue. How many of us have gone to the website? It is filled with resources. Mm. Um, and not just for the person who needs the help, but for the support network. Mm. So I'll often say to people, go and seek counselling or go and seek help of how to support someone yeah. with the illness. It's not solely up to the person with the illness to go and seek the help. So on Beyond Blue, for example, there is a range of resources on supporting those around, supporting loved ones who are going through something. There's also for supporting yourself, a number of questionnaires and checklists where you can fill it in and it will tell you what to do next. So it will say, you are- That's cool. Yeah, you are above the normal stress levels you need to seek help, talk to your GP and go from there. So it kind of gives people permission to go, okay, what I'm feeling isn't quite my normal self. This is now telling me what to do. I can now go and do it because I think people wait. They think I'm not that bad. It will get better. Often it does. That's great. And the fact that we have that resilience to keep going. However, mental health is something that builds on itself early intervention is key Mm. and um, you know that's how we end up with suicide because we're not getting on top of it the person's not who's suffering and the people around them are not Mm. so I often say with mental health I use the metaphor of a person struggling to swim you know if someone's struggling to swim in a pool do you help them when they're on the top splashing about 
or do you wait for them to sink to the bottom before you jump in and mm, help? Gosh, that's very powerful. Very powerful. And I think a lot of people with mental health wait and that is the area of concern. Or they think, oh, they've, they've gone and got help, they're fixed. Won't check in. And um, the face of hiding mental health is a very powerful tool and people are very good at masking what is actually going on for them. And despite the fact that we have come so far with mental health in society, we've still got a long way to go. Yeah, and I think actually, and we're talking about Western world, very privileged lifestyles here. As my father-in-law says, if you're born in Australia, you've won the lottery. But I do think the whole technology side of things, our lifestyle now is actually worse than ever in terms of having a healthy mind. And so, as you're saying, with the masking, it can really be... Because even Are You OK Day? So that I mean, was what's another... the point of Are You OK Day? You just say, Are You OK? Everyone puts an Instagram post up and then, then what? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another one I was going to talk about. So Beyond Blue is obviously government funded. Um, and oh, so yeah. definitely go to that website. <laughs> However, Are You OK? is actually a suicide prevention strategy that is a bit more private run. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like an initiative someone's... An initiative someone started. I just wanted to go back to what you said about being born in Australia for one second. I'm just trying to find a statistic for you because suicide is still the leading cause of death for a certain age group. Here it is. Um, Suicide is the leading cause of death in the 15 to 24 year age bracket in Australia. Um, 322 people took their lives in 2021 and 112 of those were 17 years or younger. Oh, that's um, from the AIHW, the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, the government um, department there. Yeah, it's scary. Back to Are You OK? It's funny what you just said because I actually had a similar conversation with our mum. Mm because we're obviously your sisters, our mother yesterday, and she said exactly what you said, which is, what happens after Are You OK? There's more to it. Have you ever been to the website? No. Just putting you on the spot right now. I've been to some of these, I must admit, when I was caring for someone, Mm -hmm. but I haven't gone recently. Well, well done to you you. for doing that. That's a really But that person told me to. Oh, that person told you. But also, what you're making me realise, we should all be doing this just generally speaking. Thank you. Okay. Prevention, not reaction. Yeah, yeah. We do not wait till our child's depressed in year eight. We teach them about it all far earlier. Imagine if a year eight boy could come to you and say, Mum, I think I've been depressed the last two weeks for the following reasons. I don't want to skateboard with my friends anymore. I'm not getting enjoyment out of my normal activities. I feel sad. You know, imagine him, A, having the language, Mm. B, having the knowledge, and C, being able to request support. Yeah. It's like, yes, amazing. And also too, as a parent though, like as soon as you start, I can feel myself, I'm imagining this and my terror and fear is bubbling up as the parent. Like I'm so, I'm so busy dealing with my own insecurities and ego or whatever of my precious person is, is suffering Mm. and how did we get to this? And oh my goodness. And what have I missed? It's so, this is, this research is power and gives you much more confidence to help. Absolutely. Knowledge is power. And to calm you down on that point, 
I always say, and I love that I'm saying I always say, because I'm not sure who I'm talking to when I say that I'm always saying. <laughs> um, to you, dear listeners. To anyone I talk to, I always say awareness is step number one. So the fact that you're aware of this is step number one mm. for you and your children. Yeah. Our parents didn't have the awareness. That generation didn't have the awareness of look for an issue, seek help, what can we be doing? These so are the baby boomers we're talking about. N- number one is to be aware, and we are aware. So you can calm your farm in that aspect mm. because you will notice a change in your children mm. or your friends or your family. You will notice a change and you will do something about it. So that awareness is step one that hasn't been there before. So you can relax a little bit in the sense that you've got that part. Yeah. But back to are you okay? Go to the website. There's actually a whole script of what to say and when to say it. Mm. Because not only, you know, you're asking a huge question here. It's not just a, how are you? I'm fine. You know, it's not your run of the meal. Hi, how are you going? Question. Yeah. It's, I've noticed a shift. Are you actually okay? Mm. You're not going to ask it at a lunch. You're not going to ask it at a 40th party. Mm. You're not going to ask it when they're in the shops in aisle seven. You know, it's a big question. You've put thought into asking it. You've got reasons why you're asking it. And you also need to feel supported that you are actually in a position to ask that question. Because you're absolutely right. What if they say no? What if they say, you know what? Actually, I'm not. Mm. What happens then? And again, there's a whole script for you to follow. As well as what you should be doing then with that information. And how to actually listen to that conversation. And guide that person. So Another free resource right there. Absolutely free. Click on it right now, have a read. Not only does it tell you what to say, but it sets you up mm. so you're prepared to ask that question. I think that's a lot of it. The, the, the fear comes from the not knowing what next and mm. how to help and maybe the feeling too of, well, I've already got so much on my plate, so how do I, how do I possibly support someone else? You don't have to help them in the sense that you don't have to become a psychologist ah. and ask that question. And that's another thing with Are You Okay? They say anyone's qualified to ask that question. That's another part of their mantra. Mm. We're all qualified. And that's what they teach students. You know, when you celebrate Are You Okay Day, they say you are all qualified to ask someone if they are okay. Mm. Because you are not the one that's going to diagnose them or... Um, counsel them through their cognitive behavior therapy. That's not your role. Your role is that you care, you've noticed, and you're here. Yeah. So you are going to listen, and then you're going to possibly guide where they need to go next. Yeah. And the website will help you with that. Amazing. It is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, it's powerful, and it's helpful. It's helpful. So there's two examples of websites that have been around for years, have a look find out so I guess at the beginning of this I said there are things out there already that we hear and we know but then when we're in the position of needing help we don't actually go to those direct places first port of call doesn't cost a thing aside from your wi-fi bill and your phone bill but you've got that anyway right so doesn't cost a thing straight away off the bat and Um, what else is on your list well, free resource. <laughs> well, the other one is the Black Dog 
This is more for, I guess, if you wanted to go a step further into what actually Australia is looking into in terms of medical research and ah. mental health in Australia. So they've got their fingers right on the pulse. They've got psychologists, psychiatrists, they've got researchers. They are constantly looking at mental health in Australia, how it's going, what we're doing about it, what's working, what's not. And combined with um, all the medical professionals, are a huge range of people with lived experience of mental illness right and so there's a lot of stories on there about people who have and beyond blue as well stories of lived experience what people have done who's helped them all that type of thing so number one you're not alone mental health is a very lonely illness to battle um so immediately you want to feel that other people have gone through this as well yeah so finding um other lived experience stories really helps and that would help support networks as well what um, about lifeline Yep, a call. If you want to call someone, you can um, call Lifeline. That's a free call. That's a free call. And you can also call Beyond Blue. They have their own. Can um, you call as a person worried about someone? Absolutely. Anyone can call. And don't wait. My biggest thing with this is don't wait. Mm. The best case scenario is you ring, have a chat, hang up, and everything's fine. Mm. Or you talk to your friend they say they're fine, they are actually fine because you see that they've shifted or carried on. So, you know, what's the harm in reaching out? Mm. Like, what's the worst that can happen? I guess with the fear that you talk about of, am I the right person to ask? Can I take it on? Blah, 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 blah. Erase all that. Erase the thoughts and the doubts about you not being the one to help them. You're not the only one to help them. You're just that first step of, I acknowledge something's going on, I'm here, they can take it up if they want. And also, if they say no and don't want to talk to you about it, that's your job done. Right. That's your job done. Even though you know in your gut there's something not right? Yeah, I mean, if depending how well you knew the person, you might want to talk to other people that they know and love. But obviously, sketchy area. Yeah. The biggest thing with mental health is if the person themselves doesn't want the help, it doesn't matter what anyone around them does. It, it can't yeah. really be helped because unless the person in the mental health wants the help, wants the change, wants to do the work, um, anyone, anyway, everyone could be jumping up around with balloons around them and it wouldn't... I guess you could keep, just keep checking in though, but beyond that, there's not much you can... Absolutely. Just continue to be a friend or a family member or a yeah. colleague. Um, and that's the thing, you know, it's not just family and friends, it's mm. colleagues, it's people in your shops, you know, anyone where you see a shift of behaviour. I suppose too, as you've always said this to me, do arm yourself with the info when everything is okay, Absolutely. everything is fine, because then when you're down, and every single person, this is part of humanity and having a brain, every person has times when they're not feeling great. Life is tough. Yeah. Life is full of times of adversity. Yes. So we must be equipped to deal with this. Yeah. And that's with a normally functioning brain. Yes. Imagine if you have a something or other, psychiatry term. Yes. <laughs> you know, imagine imagine the difficulty then. Oh, yeah. Because, because mental health is adversity on normal days. Mental health is adversity on a sunny, beautiful holiday. Yeah. It follows you around. It doesn't leave you. And it's often up to more than just a person trying harder. Um, you know, they need some support. But going, yes, 
completely understand. But what, what we could all take away now from this chat is even if everything is hunky-dory and that's so wonderful and great that it is, have a look at these websites, ring up the person in a curious mindset. Just be curious and, mm. and, and try and learn a little bit more. Care. The word care. is care. Care. Care about your people around you. We all have a responsibility to the people around us. Yeah. And I think that's probably the number one take home is care for everyone around you. Humans need humans. Yeah. This is what I love about living in a small country town. At mm. least you're out and about and everyone's There's sort community. of... There's community. Yeah. Community. That's right. Anything else? I think that's a wrap up today. That's an excellent first episode. Absolutely. And if one person goes to one of those websites and looks up some things and learns something, we it's have done it. we have done our job. Exactly. So I'll put all those links in the show notes. Thank you, Leonie. Many thanks and kind regards, Liz. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.